in service of Stefan Ozic. Hello friends, welcome back once again, back for another episode, an exploration, an endeavour, a conversation, a dance, whatever you wish to call it. Uh, this conversation was definitely a dance and it was with the brother Dylan McLean. Um, he's a friend, he's a journeyer, he's a purveyor of truth and he is on his own quest to come to his own inner peace through spiritual means. We discuss a lot of this and his journey and the means of how he got there. Uh, this conversation was exploring the bounds of Hinduism, we discussed spirituality, faith, meditation, uh, religions, and the Bhagavad Gita, and much more. This was a real fluid conversation, and we really made the attempt to just go with the flow and just see where it took us. Uh, I wanted to understand more about Dylan's journey and how he's got to where he's got to as I see it as a tool for some of us if we're on our own journey and if we are starting to seek uh, outwardly into our own spiritual journey and what it means to pursue a life with more spirituality involved. so yeah strap up and enjoy oh also if you can probably hear in the background there's a lot of cars and vehicles i'm actually yeah, recording this in a hostel and the insulation isn't very good so you can probably hear all the chaos going on outside so i apologize for that but anyway strap up uh, and i hope you enjoy much love you know, we spend so much time on these devices, it feels nice to have that one moment of yeah. not having a response to anything or be yeah, distracted. Bro. Actually, I, um, yeah, I like, I put my phone in that, like, I have this little lockbox on my phone. I did it for like two days, bro, and like my eyesight was like improved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something to that, eh? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Even, yeah. even the, process of like focusing on an area and how it's a rectangular object can't yeah. help but think that that would have an effect on your vision yeah. peripheral vision and your you know your whole yeah absolutely field. bro yeah. and like your mind and yeah yes bro literally square your mind yeah <laughs> you know you'll be Cause thinking so in a box yeah <laughs> you're looking at a box yeah it always sure reminded me when i was a child yeah when my parents when i'd be watching tv or be on a computer and like your eyes will go square i never got them yeah. i never quite understood them and yeah. it wasn't until years later where yeah. i finally started to understand i'm like oh yeah Far so you're looking at something and focusing on something it makes sense that yeah it would be kind of like reducing your vision down mm. yeah, yeah absolutely i'm loving the art in here yeah bro um i uh a Dude I know did that art. Uh, he's from Orkham Servile Fandango. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I see. There's a few. Yeah, there's yeah. a few of the same signature. Yeah, wow. yeah. It, it was, he's real kind, man. Like, uh, I met him in a, I met him in like a Chinese noodle shop, and then I like recognized him, and then I was like, oh, are you Servile Fandango? And he was like, yeah. And then um, on Instagram, he tried to find 
me to give me those prints. Wow. Yeah, is that real kind? Like cool. Yeah. And he signed them her. too. Yeah. Definitely loved her. Yeah. Check out his work. What's his name? Just so uh, I can give him a bit of yes, a plug. Yes. Uh, Serval Fandango. Serval Fandango. Serval Fandango. Yeah. Serval Fandango. Yeah. All right. Such a unique name. Well, yeah. shout out to Serval Fandango. Yeah, well, I guess we're underway now, my brother, oh, Dylan, sweet. Dylan McLean. Yeah, <laughs> that's your that's your name, right? Yeah. Dylan McLean. Ah, uh, Dylan McLean. Yeah, 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 cool, cool. Well, and what was your initial um, artist name when I met you? It was just um, McLean, right? Yeah, McLean. Yeah, so yeah. I was like rapping back then. Yeah. And doing my hip hop. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lyrics yeah, and stuff. Nice. I remember there was a period where you're doing a bit of um, kind of guitar do you play a bit of guitar or like real like stripped back you, you had some stripped back production i recall um, or you had some songs where it was stripped back and you were like singing oh real um i think well yeah, yeah. i definitely did some vocals and stuff yeah um that wasn't rapping mm. oh i did uh when i was doing the dj and electronic music production course yeah i think that was the year that we, that I sort of like first got to know you. Um, I think I did, at the end of the year, I did this final year performance, mm. and then it was like playing m music and stuff like that, with like electronic keyboards and all of that stuff and synths, yeah. Okay, I'm wondering if that's what I'd heard. Or maybe I was, maybe I'm getting it mixed up with something else. I definitely <laughs> remember hearing a strip yeah. back, strip back song yeah. and being like, yo, this yeah. is smooth, yeah. real smooth stuff. Yeah, well, so yeah, I guess this, welcome to the um, show, man. I'm real stoked that you can pop in, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm in your home. <laughs> You've opened up your home to me, so I appreciate that. Sonically, this is a really like, nice, yeah. low, low, the, 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 the sound here. It's, yeah. It holds it's well. Garage room. Yeah, uh, yeah. Reformatted garage room. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's clean. It's, it's a real clean room. Yeah. I love how you've got, you know, your objects. It seems very intentional in how you've arranged mm. your room. So, yeah, that's good, man. It's good to see. Um, so, yeah, I guess we just start off with a bit of you, Dylan McLean. You know, I, um, I'd met you as you just touched upon uh, at Mainz. This would have been about 2015 now. 2016. Oh, that's ages. Yeah. Yeah. How it goes, right? Yeah. The sands of time just flooding past us. Uh, but at the same time, it feels like you know it was a long time ago. Yeah, a lot's happened since then, and Absolutely. it was it was it's taken ages since then. You know, I like mm. to think like that as well with this time thing that mm. we get trapped in. Uh, and I remember we had a brief interaction, and I'd been like, "Yo, that guy seems like a good cat." You know, I yeah. just got that vibe. You know, that yeah. brotherly vibe. And then it wasn't until a few years later we'd reconnected, but it, like you changed. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Even though I didn't really get to know you, but I just felt this difference in your aura. And yeah. for whatever reason, I think you would hit me up on Instagram. Um, there was something I was doing, I can't recall what it was, and then we just happened to reconnect. And it's kind of ever since then that our, our brotherhood's kind of yeah. um, grown from there. But I'd love to kind of go back to that, like leading up to Mainz. You know, what was what was your story? What were you about? What, did, what, what, what have you had to go, go through? And... What was it that brought you to your your spiritual devotion and your spiritual yep. practice? Because that's kind of the main reason that yep. I want to talk to you is because you are in that route and you're really putting work in that area and you're really devoting yourself to a spiritual practice and the discipline and de determination and an opening to that sort of uh, 
community and that sort of collective consciousness mm. which you seem to be tapping into yeah. and yeah I'd love to kind of go there but what what came prior to that yeah so um, I had actually dropped out of school I think um, before 2016 which was the DJ course that I did um, but when I dropped out of school I was sort of a bit like oh, what should I do and also my parents were like you know you should go do something and get some sort of different experience so I actually went to volunteer in Vietnam for a bit, for three months, and yeah, sort of, um, it was a different experience, eh? kind of cool, like, um, doing that as well, and so I did that, and then um, I think I might have, like, worked for the ha half the year when I got back, and and um, then after that, I was sort of, oh yeah, and then after that, I think I did the DJ course and mm. so I did that and okay. yeah that was sort of the vibe but yeah well, and Vietnam yeah Vi to Jack, like what yeah you wanted to volunteer why Vietnam it was actually my my parents were sort of like you know like you should get some different experience doing something and I think also trying to discover what what I was trying to do as well you know and I think that was like you know one of the things and uh, yeah, and so I was just like, yeah, I might as well just go to Vietnam and give that a try, you know, three months volunteering. And what did it involve? What was the um? So w one of them was uh, I think for about two months I taught English, and yeah, which was really cool, man. Like you know, um, yeah, so I did that, and then for the last month I was looking after disabled kids. Yeah, so those were nice, and then I think the last week last two weeks or last week um, I was uh, sort of helping out with kids that are orphan yeah so that was yeah that is so cool yeah. so was that for an organization that day um, yeah it was, yeah so it was an organization um, and they sort of like y you, you actually had to pay to sort of volunteer like for the accommodation and stuff but they like um, you know they gave everything all the accommodation the food and um, yeah, and then they set you up with uh, university. So at the university was where the accommodation was, and then yeah, and then you teach the other university students uh, English and whatnot, and then yeah. Like so, so I was going to ask that: is that is that the age group in which you t were teaching English university um, students, or yeah, 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 yeah. So around that age group, um, yeah, and then yeah, and then so I was looking after disabled kids, and then. And then that the orphan on the last mm. bit of staying there. What was it like when you were having to teach um, university students? I imagine there would have must have been like a conflicting state yeah. of being like, well, these are university students, I'm yeah. teaching English, but yeah. I'm assuming that they probably had a, a, had some understanding of English. But coming yeah. forward and I guess you could say lecturing yep. university students, teaching them English, and you're yeah. not a university lecturer. Yeah. Like, was that daunting? I, I, I kind of feel like I'm projecting, but... No, no, was it was like daunting? a... Um, well, it was, it was sort of like a... Uh, so the school was, like, based on hospitality. And so, this, I mean, the, the rooms were a bit, like, smaller. Like, it wasn't, like, some huge auditorium, like, thing or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, so they had, like, a teacher. And then I was just, like, a, an aide to teach the, uh, every student how to pronounce, like, each word and stuff like that. To get the pronunciation right and 
So I was sort of helping with that and nice. how to spell certain things. And yeah. Cool. Well, so so Vietnam and what what did that? Well, I guess what did that kind of bring up for you? One, you know, mm. um, post Vietnam, you said you went to Maine. Do you feel that that really did kind of aid in clearing up your your journey? Oh, going to Maine's? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, just Vietnam and then going to Maine's. Was that, do you think that was instrumental in your decision? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, probably in some way, eh? Like, yeah. uh, you know, because you go to a different country and you can pretty much be however you want to be, you know, like, and I think I was a bit, you know, I just, it's a bit, um, I was a bit young, eh? Like, and so. How yeah, old were you when you went? Oh, uh, bro, I was like 18. Wow. Yeah, so I was a bit young. And, you know, there was. Yeah, so we had like different uh, people that we'd, you know, stay with like, so there'll be the males and like a whole uh, like dorm room sort of thing. And then um, the females would be like split into another place. So, but yeah, it was like sort of learning from the older guys, like meeting different dudes and stuff and just different people overall. Mm. And yeah, so it was a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. Just having something like that. I'd imagine it would shape you so much, but it would be one of those things where it's not necessarily a conscious um, <laughs> process of the shaping and the moulding that it's causing, but it'll probably yeah. be more like the effect and you'll go make a decision or go forth and yeah. pursue something, pursue your career, yeah. career or have something in mind that you'd like to pursue and then without knowing that those teachings, those experiences yeah. would in turn have that effect on you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of like the trip out of it all. This, that's that's the rabbit hole in which we can go down. Is that whole thing is that cause and effect, and how much of the cause is yeah. the effect, and how much of the effect is the cause? Yeah, just that that yin yang, that constant chaos, that constant order. How much of a decision do you make, and an experience you have? How much is that dictating what's going to come forth? Yeah, you know? it's like we tried different things and then, mm. you know, we, that's the whole thing about life. Like we tried different things to see what's what's for us and like trying to find our purpose and whatnot. And mm. Yeah, so it would have probably helped in some way with that, you know, with like, you know, yeah. Yeah, cool. So Vietnam, you go to Mainz, um, then what? What, 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 what was Mainz like? What, what did that bring forth? Yeah, Mainz was like, it actually, it helped me a lot with my music, sort of like the producing side of it, and I could actually see that, um, you know, you could uh, make money off music, eh? Like for the first time, like, you know. So I was like, uh, I met this producer called Babe, Jeremy, mm, and um, yes. he, yeah, he's like, you know, he he was um, kind of uh, quite big at the time with his music and stuff like that, and had a lot of followers, and you know, I was just trying to like you know, trying to learn off these people and, and I was learning from other people in the room and everything who were all my classmates and everything like that and yeah but he actually helped me sell my first beat which was really cool bro because it's like a whole new sort of thing just like opening up you know. Of course. Like it's like whoa. Making, making money off of your art. Yeah bro yeah exactly. Like, yeah, really? That's right. yeah. Mm. yeah. Breaks down kind of I think the, the true core of art is that you yeah. 
people are quick to judge and be like, oh, you're capitalizing on your yeah. art, you know, you're selling out in a yeah. way, but nah, this is your work, this is your art, you've given yeah. a yeah. piece of your energy towards something that is creative, that is using parts of yourself, parts of your soul, it's yeah. parts of you, yeah. and that is gonna actually have some form of contribution to someone else. Yeah. So coming to that realization, I imagine that must have been potent. Yeah, bro, it was actually like, oh man, it was like explosive, eh? Like that feeling sort of, it was just like, wow, I can actually like make stuff from my mind and then like put it out and then like sell it, you know? Like, um, but also not just sell it, but like make a living from something that I, you know, enjoy doing. Mm. Yeah, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. So the, so the main thing, you, you got through that, and then I, I'd like you to correct me, but when I met you, you was was any of the the route you're on now, let's say, the, the mm. spiritual route? Yep. It's funny, because the answer is that, well, yeah, it did have an effect, because it took you to where you were, but <laughs> how much do you think, like, well, how yeah. much at that time was that really in your peripherals, you know, was that in your... Because yeah. I, I don't know, I did, as I said, I didn't really yeah. know you, but I just got yeah. the vibe of there was just this contrast difference. kind of. Yeah, like, no, nah, I yeah. feel that, bro, actually, yeah, a whole lot. Because, man, like, I used to actually, like, see you, and I was like, bro, this guy is so full of energy, you know, like, this guy's really down to earth, and I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't really understand today, but, you know, but now, like, I'm like, man, this guy's a man, you know, he's, like, got that soul energy coming from him, and, you know, he's really down to earth, and, you know, um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, I was definitely different back then, for sure, I was, um, I had actually, I've actually grown up, like, spiritually, because my dad's actually a minister, and, um, yeah, so, yeah, oh man, sorry, I was just, yeah. What's that? No, I don't know, I was just feeling. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's um oh, yeah. okay, I didn't realise that your dad yeah. your dad was down. So that would have definitely had um yeah. had some um oh that would have absolutely had some effect yeah. or contribution and would have helped paint pain into your mm. you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely like some of those things like reincarnation and like karma was sort of you know, I could understand a little bit more because yeah. of that, and yeah. Was that something that um, your dad ha had had touched upon? And, uh, and, and and what was he a minister in, by the way? Uh, he's a minister in this uh, Japanese uh, sort of non-profit religious organization called Sukiyo Maikari. Wow. Yeah. So. So what's what's that about? Yeah. So I like grew up um, with my dad being a minister. Yeah. And he was part of this uh, non-profit religious organization called Sukumaikari. And it's like this Japanese uh, sort of, it, it originates from Japan and they give like any energy out of the hand. And so that was a bit, you know, quite different to the normal upbringing. Um, and through that I was able to learn about reincarnation and karma and all those things. And so that was already with uh, me and my two brothers, we sort of, you know, really had that sort of understanding of those concepts which is like taught all over you know within eastern spirituality and whatnot and wow yeah. so you already had a huge foundation then uh, yeah in a way. A bit, bro but in it's like way. yeah but it's wow. yeah it's different in a way like yeah when 
rather than like when you ex actually experience like concepts instead mm. of like hearing about them. Of course. So I, w I think there was that part of me, bro, where I was trying to get the experience. And maybe that's why there was a bit of that difference, you know, mm, but absolutely. to how when you first met me yeah. and then to how I was when you met me, like, you know, not too long ago. So, yeah. again, so of course, yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show eh, how much like you actually know someone, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and there's behind behind yeah. that. Um, well, so that 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 uh, Eastern religion tradition yeah. is that is that so is that kind of like a branch of anything like Taoism or any other, or is it as its own its um, its own lineage? Yeah, it's like it's it was like um yeah a bit of its own lineage mm. um, sort of thing is. Yeah, so it was a r it, it came it came from this guy uh, called uh, Squinny Summer, which was uh, the pretty much the s the spiritual master for the uh, the religious organization, and so he you know he uh, went through some things and then yeah so yeah <laughs> okay so with you mentioned something about the hands and the energy and the yeah. transferal yeah. of the energy in the hands what was it that they were touching on it sounds like they're almost talking about the chakra system but it has yeah, like a different yeah so different yeah a bit of that like um yeah so it's like with like jesus in those pictures where he's like raising his hand or like buddha raising his hand um you know that sort of thing with with the energy coming out wow yeah so sort of tapping into that and maybe like a bit of reiki too that sort of thing maybe originated from that and yeah so yeah that's cool, man. I think that's that's kind of where it, where we start asking the question of how much um, of our path is is set for us, or how much of it is our decision. Yeah, I can't help but think. You know, this is kind of a the determinism argument that you know you mm. aren't necessarily in control of mm. what it is that you're doing, and yeah. you're almost a victim of circumstance. However. Yeah. You could almost argue too that there's a point to which you are the one that lifts the hand. You are the one yeah. that takes the first step. Yeah. You are absolutely. the one that wakes up to get out of bed at 5 a.m. Yeah. You know, determinism says that you're the person that is going to be a disciplined individual. Yeah. We're on the same hand. Yeah. You are still the one that must get up. So, yeah. but then there's kind of that. Yeah. There's that. It's that dance. Yeah. Your, you know, how much of it is in your control, and it sounds yeah. like with your, your path that that was kind of laid out for you. <laughs> yeah, man. In yeah. a way. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Take the route there, and then yeah. now here you are. Yeah, and like, and it has its, you know, it has, to be very honest, like it actually has its positives and as well as its negatives, eh? Because like it's like, I mean, being born. Uh, you know, I mean, being brought up in that sort of, um, you know, with beliefs uh, put upon you, it, it can be actually quite a struggle, to be honest, bro. Like, yeah. Okay, what about the struggle? It's, you know, like, um, sort of certain things and the way you might interpret it as a young person and stuff like that. I think I found it a bit of a struggle, actually, to okay. be honest. Yeah. So would you say that comparing yourself in context to your peers and that the way that they would communicate about the experience or was it more so just from you seeing it from your vantage point it just yeah i think yeah because hard to digest certain things like it's like you know it's like putting a suit on someone when they might might not fit them you know what i mean like yes and that's exactly why i'm sort of those concepts like you know they sort of uh have been a 
imprinted upon my mind, but, you know, and there's positive aspects and negative aspects, but, you know, at the moment I, I've been really trying to find my, find my way, you know, mm. find my path. That's yeah. probably the best way to put it too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get given a suit, but yeah. you're not necessarily yeah. going to fit it, or you're not yeah, ready to wear that suit. You uh, know, yeah, your whole, yeah. your, your style, your fashion yeah. sense can't actually see the quality yeah. and the goodness of the yeah, suit, bro. yet you're being, it's being, you know, imprinted upon you, yeah. and you're being expected to wear that suit, yeah. whereas that's probably why we have cupboards for a reason, or storage, or yeah. that's probably why True. we have yeah. the options of choosing a suit one day and choosing a t-shirt another day that yeah. maybe today is not the right, yeah. then it could even be the question that today isn't the day to wear the suit, today yeah. is the day to wear the singlet. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> that's epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. So yeah. then, from that, from the um, from mains, and I guess leading you, you'd you'd done your music and you'd changed your name. It used to be McLean. Is yeah. That right. So I went from McLean. So I was doing my rapping, and then I went to Segoy, and then that was my sort of. I started producing and stuff, and I really enjoyed producing it because it was like. It was just like, man, it's like a fantasy world. Eh? Like whatever sound you want and all these, it's just like you make it, but you don't have necessarily have to use your voice. And mm. I felt like it was beautiful like that, you know. And so What's sugoi? Like, What's, is that Japanese? Sugoi is for, um, I think it means like something's amazing. And actually, uh, I was told that it, Sugoi, like if the certain way that you say it in Japan, it's like either sugoi is like means it's, well, it's not amazing. And then Sigo is like amazing. Oh, wow. like, yeah, so in certain ways in different areas of Japan, apparently. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. So then you yeah went down that route and then you'd, when was it, at what point did you come across um, the Bhagavad Gita? Oh man, this, yeah, this is quite interesting. Um, so I came across the Bhagavad Gita actually when I was studying at Mainz. Um, so that would have been like years ago. But I didn't even like read it. I I had gotten the book, and then I just been sitting on my shelf, and um, yeah. And then like, I think maybe th three years later, uh, I was working at Dunkin' Donuts, and so every time after work, I I would walk down Queen Street uh, to get the bus, and there was this guy called Nitai, and he'd do book distribution, and so I sort of got to know him a bit and then you know he was like why don't you come along to the loft and stuff like that and and then I was like oh yeah I'm not sure like I don't know you know and then and then he what he did was he actually sent a monk into uh, Dunkin Donuts and then the monk was like you know I found it really cool actually you know it was like um, you know in the sort of just the interest they have a interesting way of life and the interesting perspectives and stuff and so I met the monk and then he was like, you know, why don't you come along to the loft? And the loft is like this place where they do all the, do all the Hare Krishna activities and stuff like that. And yeah, so I ended up going along and then sort of through that association, I started to read the Bhagavad Gita, even though I had bought it like years before and didn't read it at all. Determinism, baby. Yeah, bro. And it's the same thing because um, I got this book called Autobiography of a Yogi and um my Yogi, dad, Yogananda, yeah, by yeah. Uh, Yogananda Paramahansa. Paramahansa, yeah. yeah. And my dad actually got that, um, like, when he was, 
like 17 or 18 maybe or 19 but he had gone to India and he brought that book along with him man yeah and uh, he met like Hare Krishna people as well and stuff like that but anyway it had been sitting on the shelf for like my whole life and I never like bothered to read it and then one day man like I just picked it up and I just couldn't put it down because <laughs> it was so like it's such an epic book man like tons of really good I remember I, I, I never finished it because at the time it was at the place I was, it was when I was in Portugal, I was at this, um, mm. I was in kind of like a commune living with a group of mm. yeah, amazing human beings and it was on the oh. bookshelf but they had it in the bookshelf so yeah. I started it but I had to leave yeah. and I remember one of the stories was about uh, him when he was having a running race I believe and he, and he raced and he was basically journeying to the west or I think he was preaching and uh, sharing the I guess the truth yeah sharing the the power of, of spirit and yeah you know that he was uh he had powers you know he was a yeah. magical man and I think he told someone that was doubting his yeah. his abilities and he offered him to a race he challenged him to a race yeah and well I remember in the story that the Yogananda was, I think it was like a ready, set, go situation yeah. and the guy that he was racing in, the time he was looking down to the time he looked up, he was already crossing the finish line. Yeah. Like stories like that. I where suppose, it, yeah. it's, it's, wow. it's, I don't it's even think I've heard that story before. Yeah, I think it's That's deceiving yeah. to our senses because yeah. it tends to be that these gurus and guru, I yeah. actually found out means remover of darkness. Yeah. yeah. So bro, a guru yeah. is always yeah. in the light, hence why they yeah. tend to be enlightened, because yeah. they're in the light and, and they're removing that's, the yeah. darkness. And Whoa. that's why devotees and yeah. people who worship these gurus yeah. are, in a sense, worshipping the light, because yeah. they're trying to remove the darkness from their Straight souls, up, from bro. their psyche, maybe yeah. from their past. Absolutely, bro. But then paradoxically, the, the brightest light the only reason you can tell it's so bright is because it's in context to the darkness. Yeah. So they've got to be, they've got to be in unison. They yeah. almost, they are, they participate. There's a participation between both. Yeah. And um, I, uh, the way he, the the story, uh, well, I was kind of kind of losing my the point I was making. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So so I guess in in that autobiography, it kind of goes to show. And I see why he couldn't put it down. Is it's oh, it has yeah. that engagement because yeah. it, it break yeah that's the point I was making. It's breaking it's breaking our senses because I think we're so used yeah. to the material and yes. it's it has its place because it's what allows things to be and yeah. it's what allows us to sense things and perceive the world around yeah. us. Yet yeah. we're so in the realm of the material and we're so engrossed yeah. in it because we are it essentially because yeah. we're made of matter yeah. yet at the same time we're also beyond all of it we're also yeah. nothing at the same time yeah, bro. and that's why i think these these great gurus yeah. that there's something i've tapped into oh absolutely yeah bro it's um it's buzzy eh? like yeah there's a lot of those like mystical stories about gurus and you know going beyond the senses that probably be you know not really believed in the west because you know uh, in the west or just all around the world really actually 
yeah, it's like just what you said. We're we're really living in the senses, and it's it's you know it's reinforced and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And we have to, you know, because we're 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 connected yeah. to this body. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So when so when you um, started going to the loft, what? Yeah. How how did that proceed? And this is so this is the Hari Krishna. Yeah. Mm, um, those listening, a lot of people have uh, their own. Um, understanding of Hare Krishna and it's a lot of the people in their shawls and they've got shaved head and they're chanting yeah. on the sides of streets. Yeah. There's such a mystical nature to it and such a rhythmic, almost like heartbeat sensation. Yeah. So in, in that process of them chanting, is there, is there a, where is that coming, where is it going to, is anywhere they're going to, is there an end point for that or is it just pure grace is it pure worship is it pure surrender yeah so the Hare Krishna is like um, it's actually a mantra so it's uh, it goes Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so from my sort of understanding is that those they those words actually connect them to God like in the Indian language they uh, it translates to like the feminine God and then I think the other one's like the energy of God and so through that I think by chanting that it goes into their subconscious right or it affects their lives and it's like that one point in this like when you meditate that one pointedness to whatever you're focusing on and so it, it like affects you every time so you know like with your subconscious is, it has like every thought going into it is like a seed and then you're like planting thoughts into your garden which is a subconscious and then so I think it's like that a eh? like growing those seeds within your mind and your soul and yeah and then eventually like you're just fully focused and you're realizing that you're like a spirit soul an eternal spirit soul mm. yeah. yeah and that's why they call gurus self-realized so it's like that yeah wow. from my understanding yeah yeah so in that chanting I've got to experience been in the loft and in the chanting and it was the day um oh. Oh, i've forgotten his name my, my brother oh. uh and you happen to know him uh yeah. anyway yeah another brother i happened to connect with um and it was that same feeling it's like yo this guy just seems like he's a bit tapped in you know yeah, and he was with his partner beautiful beautiful woman um and she had the same aura. I'm like, mm. damn, who are these mm. people? And we got talking and he invited me to the loft and getting to oh, experience. G is it Jiva? Jiva. Jiva? No, not Jiva. Uh, oh, this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna be one of those moments where it's like, damn, what's <laughs> oh. but um we'd we'd had that uh yeah. That sort of connection, yeah, he invited me along to the loft and yeah. I was so intrigued. Lawrence, Lawrence. Oh Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence. I think his his uh, his uh, name. Uh, yeah, in, in, I think you're yeah. right, actually. Yeah, but yeah. Yes, but yeah, yeah, Lawrence. He said yeah. that. He said that. That's right. Um, and we'd had that uh, connection. He brought me along, and yeah, and the chanting. It's there's almost a mystical nature to it. Uh, yeah, right. And that surrender. Yeah. I didn't know of a word, so I had to watch and keep my eyes open. But <laughs> as oh. Because I had to, cause yeah. I had to see, see, because it, it's, it's. I think I get, I got the pattern every time the 
it would run around yeah. and I'd be like, nah, I'd miss it. Yeah, and eventually right. I'd get it, then I'd like fall off. So it's uh, it's the reciting, I can see how that would become patterned. Yeah. But there's definitely that process of the surrender when you're in that in that chanting. And yeah, I see why that yeah. answer kind of goes yeah. back to when I see them on the street. Yeah. That, that's that's it really. But yeah. you, as you said, they're like sowing the seeds. And yeah, sowing the seeds mm. from my understanding and, and to their you know, into their mind of being like conscious that there's actually God because the senses are so strong, bro, like, and actually your heart is called the Paramatma. They call it the Paramatma and your heart has the Lord in it, God. And so you're actually, you're actually part of that source, you know, and the, yeah, what they believe in the Hindu, Hinduism. So the Hare Krishna Hari Hari is so that 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 whole script that that sequence of word that's Hinduism. Is it Hindi? Sorry, not Hinduism. Is it I think Hindi? It's Hindi or Sanskrit? I think it's okay. Sanskrit. Could yeah. be Sanskrit. Sanskrit. Hindi. Hindi. The Sanskrit. I think yeah. is root of Hindi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So and, and so I guess I'd like to come come to the Bhagavad Gita. I think um, people listening, some have probably heard of it, some haven't. Is it? Any way, because I know it's so expansive, but yeah. any way you could briefly describe what the Bhagavad Gita is? Um, yeah, so the Bhagavad Gita is based on this war that happened 5,000 years, years ago in India in a place called Kurukshetra, and it's a divine war, and um, pretty much there's these two families fighting. What's a divine war? It's like a... So it was it was a divine war because um, well the two main characters which is Krishna and Krishna is meant to be an incarnation of God and then Arjuna is like the sort of main lead on the other side the other side which is the Pandus it's part of the Pandu family but they're all actually like um, sort of you know they're all they all have family connections and whatnot so it's like they're fighting against their own family um yeah and so basically arjuna is like talking to krishna and he's trying to get advice and he doesn't want to fight this war he wants to like walk out and become like a you know like a renouncer in the forest and so he's like talking to krishna trying to get um advice and at this point he he sort of thinks that it's his friend but he doesn't actually realize that it's like god like um, yeah, so then he finally realizes that it's like God and he's talking to God. So it's a divine sort of war. Wow. Yeah. So the amount of the intricacies and the depth to that, what that portrays is that you're going out to a battlefield yeah. against your own family. Yeah. And in that battlefield, yeah. the lead, you could say, sergeant general yeah. is having almost a change of heart. Yeah. You could almost say he's seen the line, seeing yeah. the uh, need, you know, the, the, the how needless this war is, yet he's in yeah, the heart of it. Yeah, because, like, I mean, anybody fighting against their own family, you know, there would be, you know, it's not very, uh, it wouldn't be a very, uh, like, a pleasant thing, right? Like, fighting against your own family, like, having to kill them. And, um, but, yeah, it's like sort of, goes towards like him 
versing this family, uh, which is the, the sort of evil side of his family. And so they want to like, you know, they're all sort of doing uh, impious things and like, and they're, they're causing problems and all of this stuff. And so, but still he has, has this heart of like, I don't want to kill them. And then so Krishna tries to make him understand about, you know, it actually goes beyond the body and it's like the soul. And so if you fulfill your duty, it's actually you're coming closer to becoming self-realized. Yeah. Mm. So despite the fact he's going to war and essentially having this battle against his yeah. loved ones, there's almost that inherent duty. Yeah. And, and him going forth and pursuing his inherent duty, that is that is his calling, that is his highest truth, and that yeah. is the purest. Yeah, 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 but I suppose there's, you know, there's different ways we could look at this. Mm. I mean, the way I sort of also look at it, it is like, it's actually a metaphorical book. Mm. It could be, you know, <laughs> like... Much like but, the Bible. But yeah, yeah, bro, like, between negative, uh, the, you know, evil and good, like, within you, you know? Yeah. And, like, God is trying to give us guidance, and we are a Juna, you know? And yeah, we're trying and to connect we're, to God, Krishna. Yeah, bro, and and mm. we're connected to Krishna. Yeah, we are. Mm. Sort of, yeah. That's why I did not know it was family. So that that definitely brings up that point: is that you know we are a family. So you're in a battle against your bloodline. So in a way, yeah. I think we confront it every day in ourselves. Absolutely, we're in a battle bro. with ourselves yeah. every single yeah. day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're constantly Arjuna. Yeah, we're we are constantly bro. Krishna. <laughs> Like it's almost, but then it sounds like Arjuna is still wise and, and yeah. tapped in. Yeah. And Krishna is, of course, God light. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like the it's the battlefield. Yeah, is the this life is a battlefield, yeah, bro. Yeah. Living in this world, you know, in some in some ways, you know. But um, yeah, being sort of, I mean, seeing how the senses and seeing how emotions can control us. You know, it's like, uh, it is a battlefield in that way, actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so speaking of a battlefield, how was it that, what what certain tools do you utilize to be able to confront this battlefield we call life more? Yeah, so I've, sort of the way I sort of confront it is through actually having association of others, actually, bro, to be honest, like, getting knowledge from others bro like getting help and knowledge from others and also like empowerment because when we come together it's like we can teach each other and so that's the way I sort of sort of actually get empowerment at the moment to be honest bro um, it's beautiful yeah so what does that look like going going to the loft yeah or just yeah yeah staying connected yeah. with with spiritual brothers mm. you know um and that's why we're yeah. here today yeah it? absolutely bro like yeah. this is you know this is like a spiritual practice bro yes yeah yes because in a way even as we open this dialogue and yeah. communicate and allow yeah. flow to absolutely, arise bro. there's there's that that mind battlefield where it's probably yeah. trying to dictate yeah certain words used and why not to use certain words oh, even absolutely. even right now when we're in this moment yeah. having this connection yet there's still that yeah. linger yeah mm. yeah so i'll be doing that and actually uh yeah doing that and listening to um i've been listening to this uh this channeler called cryon and he's he sort of 
I don't know, bro. It's just like, you know, I'm just exploring different things. That's, you know, that's sort of what I'm doing at the moment. And, you know, whatever feels empowering is sort of like, that's how I know that it's like, it's sort of got mm. that thing to it, like empowering for the soul or mm. like, you know, getting your power back in, internally, you know. Um, that's how I sort of feel. And if it's filled with like love and, and the good mm. qualities that we mm. want to see want to feel yeah, yeah. these things yeah, bro. you've got yeah. no bias you've just got you're just seeking yeah. for what's true yeah yeah you know? yeah that's right lots yeah. of resonance yeah mm, that's that reminds me of Ram Das when he was searching a lot <coughs> and seeking and studying and practicing these ancient yeah. traditions that he had no bias at all he didn't yeah. at all yeah want to yeah put anything on a scale and yeah. anything in hierarchy is like, well, whatever comes to me in this moment is of truth. That could yeah. be Buddhism one day. That could be Christianity one day. He yeah, that's church right, bro. And worship, <laughs> worship <laughs> the Christian hymns. Yeah. And if you let yourself go into that, that's the most devotional, most yeah. blissful, most spiritual yeah. form of practice you could come to. And then yeah. another day you'll be practicing Taoism. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah, you that, see how we all actually... Yeah, it's not, it's, um, you know, like, what's that quote about, like, uh, you know, Buddha isn't, isn't Buddhist. He isn't, you know, he isn't a, a Buddhist. And, you know, when he first was coming up with his teachings, and Jesus Christ wasn't a Christian when he was coming up with his teachings. So, like, you know, mm. it's, um, some at some times it can be quite, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting sort of thing, and it's a dichotomy a bit. Isn't yeah, it? it's why I like like Ram Das, right? Because he's very, I don't know. He just he just sort of uh, yeah. He just goes with what. Yeah, I don't know. He he sees it at a different on a different sort of perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Almost sees it for what it is, and without viewing it and approaching it with. Attachment and with the meanness and yeah. the eyeness, it's yeah. more. It's more just the oh, this is this, yeah, and this does this, and this yeah. is this. He's an experimenter, bro. That's yes. what it is, bro. Because the whole thing is, is like, yeah, it's like if we don't question things and like explore it for ourselves, it will just be like, perhaps limiting for the soul and our progression. It's like can't just stop here. Got to keep like going and like finding new things and and uh yeah i don't know that's the way i look at it at the moment and i think that's where like psychedelics actually help right? like, yes of yeah. course yeah there is a place for that the thing with psychedelics too is that you're forced to confront this new perspective in this new yeah. realm yes there's no no escaping it yeah you know no matter yeah. how hardened you are yeah once you're approached that level and you've come to grips with the fact that you are on this level yeah you've either got to ride with it or you're going to have what people say is a bad trip yes and it's almost like the trip of life yeah <laughs> you can Bro, life is the biggest trip man <laughs> yeah people we forget that we forget that because we're so engrossed in our shit yeah that's you know, right. we like to play with it. Yes. You know, yeah. our stinky shit. We like to yes. play with it and That's smear right. it on the walls. Yeah. When, you know, this goes for the toilet. You know, it's yeah. what it's there for. Yeah, yeah. 
and we get caught in that constantly and we get sold these facades and yeah, when it just ends up being just the same gunk yeah and we keep repeating the pattern absolutely patterns pattern um before you talked a bit about um yeah. reincarnation is that something that is explored in the bhagavad gita or um i think yes it is yes because i think there's a point where krishna the lord or you know call it what you want the universe lord whatever um but there's a point where he explains that to Arjuna. He says, uh, "I am. I know the past, present, and the future. Something along those lines. Okay. You know, sort of pointing towards that. You know, I know. I knew you in the past, and I can see all your past lives. That sort of thing. You know, and all your future. What's going to happen in the future? And everything in the present. Wow. Yeah. So there's that. All knowing, all encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. That's truth. It, yeah. Yeah. And actually, some of those gurus, bro, like, um, you know, they, it's believed that some of them ha actually have that consciousness, bro, that is all-knowing, and they just know stuff, like, you know, some of, uh, Neem Crowley, Baba, like, there's, like, tons of stories of him, like, just, like, oh, like, you know, it's like, oh, you have, like, two sisters, yeah, and it's like, Oh, you're from this place, yeah. It's just like all this stuff and mm. mystical experiences, eh? Mm. Whether we believe in gurus or not, you know, if we just look at it from like an objective standpoint, it's like, well, you know, that the soul knows something maybe or Yeah, that's where yeah. it gets that's where the whole trip becomes so yeah. beautiful, eh? Is that when you meet the guru, because I've heard the saying that you don't you don't find the guru, the guru finds you. Yes. Yeah. Or or you've already been found by the guru. Yeah. And some yeah. of us it's it's yeah. not our yeah. time. I yeah. guess it's the same yeah. that same um analogy yeah. with the suit. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a suit for us. Yeah. But right now it doesn't fit. Or well, right now yeah. it's we're not we're not gonna wanna wear that suit right now. That's right, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it can be like that, eh, yeah. Definitely like, you know. But that's actually, it sort of ties into that whole thing about like Taoism, like things that like happen naturally. And and that's the way of like nature. And it like, it's meant to be like that, you know? And yeah. 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 And it's all right. It's all like yeah. good, eh? Like, yeah. And that's where this whole, we, we can tie it in with the reality we're experiencing now and how society is now is that yeah. everyone's imposing their reality upon someone else yeah. and to accept their reality when yeah. really it's to be reconciled within your own soul. Yeah. And that That's true, it's, bro. we're not yeah. all able to be fit into that puzzle, you yeah. know, like a like a shattered mirror that yeah. once it breaks, yeah. yeah, you can still see um the mirror and its fragmented yeah. reflections. Yeah. And we're trying to put it back together. We're gonna to keep cutting ourselves and that wow. mirror's never gonna stay the same. Yeah. I can't help but think that there's just that huge, huge crossover to how reality is yeah. now that well, how we see reality in this yeah. in this current situation yeah, of yeah, how yeah. society is. There's that it's like we're here, you know, we yeah. we are here and we're all having this experience mm. and we're in this battlefield and we're all going out to battle and I think that's what people 
just are forgetting that when they're so in pain and yeah. so confused and just wanting to be seen and be heard, I think they've got to start with knowing that they are heard and they are seen. Yeah, bro. And it's, we're all yeah. we're all kind of confronting that yeah. piece of ourselves that we actually matter. Yeah. You know, because yeah, we just it's so uh, yeah a lot of stuff in society. It's like you know everybody's different, but a lot of the things are sort of created in one sort of way, and we're sort of I think we're at a point where we're sort of breaking away from that, so people can really. Um, you know, craft their own path. It's like, and, and you know, it's like you going to India, and you know, it's people now exploring different things, different like avenues, bro, and like trying to express themselves in different ways. And instead of putting a circle into like a square hole, you know, <laughs> yeah, mm. that way. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we're trying to put fucking triangles and squares <laughs> and rectangles and circles it's like nah like yeah. understand that there's a yeah. big board of these yeah. shape holes that we can yeah. put into and it's <laughs> yeah and that that what you said about the um ex experience we're all having our experience that's it like yeah. we are and we can't be putting upon people mm. and expecting people to be seen our experience as the all-seeing, almighty. It's because that's your trip. That's yeah, your yeah. journey. That's, that's your process. Yeah, yeah. But understand, at the same time, we're all in the same trip. But we're yeah. all seeing it from our own lens. Yeah. And we can't accept everyone yeah. for who they are. Yeah. You yeah. just accept you. Yeah. yeah. But know that what's what in that same field. You know, we mm. we can't all be in agreement with each other yeah but then we can all be with one another yes you know oh, we wow, all yeah. are one another yeah. in a certain degree yeah but doesn't mean i gotta agree with you yeah like you know i consider you now like a you know like a brother yeah we may not necessarily yeah. see the same core truth to things but yeah at the same time yeah. we can still be in unison Yes. And still have deep and meaningful conversations yes. and still be vibrating yes. on the same plane. But we're probably completely different people. Well, we are. We are completely yeah, different. Yeah. Yet there's this shared and it's oneness. it's beautiful, bro. It yeah, is. Because it's like, it's like, you know, all, all of us are like different colours. And then we bring it together, mm. bro, and we paint this big, we paint on this big canvas with all of our different colours, bro. And we, that's what makes the world. And mm. if we can do that, in a way that is like, you know, loving and like helping someone else or at least helping us battle the internal struggles or whatever we're facing and creating a reality that's that's more beautiful, bro. I think that's like the way, eh? And it creates yeah. a beautiful picture. It creates a beautiful painting. Yeah. Yeah, but we can all still have our differences and that's all yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. So with, with that... Where's this taking you to now? So what's what's your where are you going now with this? Yeah. Your your I understand your studying. Yeah. Uh, how is that? How is that going? And how does that? How does with what your your yeah. your journey, your inward journey, and your yeah. outer journey, 
and incorporating that into that process, into that practice of study. Yeah. How does that, how do they coexist? Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. I think I've sort of just, yeah, I think I, uh, I've sort of just like, I'm, I think I'm trying to find my way in this mm. world, bro, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to find my way, you know. And, um, you Almost know. as we all are, eh, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Not to take away from your, no, no, your no, truth, yeah, but yeah. when people say that, I think they, um, they're almost bringing themselves down. Yeah. It sounds like you're not, but no, I just, I'm almost reframing that to, yeah. to listening to myself. That yeah. When you are saying that, I think that's beautiful yeah, because right. there's something, th you're forming some form of target, some form yeah. of aim. That's right. You're you're almost breaking away the shrubbery, breaking away the over overhead canopies that are yeah. blocking out the light, yeah. and you're you're forming a path. You're yeah. finding your way. Because it's yeah, mm. it's interesting, bro. Like, you know, I'm very interested into in spirituality, and and then um, you know, and then I sort of am a bit different, like you know, with uh, yeah, like within my family, you know. Um, a bit different and trying to find my way with that and trying to find my way in the material world in the spiritual world bro and uh, you know so yeah I think I was just at that point in my life right now and that's why it's like good to have association because when you get encouraged and you know we we actually need that empowerment well I, I find that I need that empowerment sometimes you know someone to just be like you know, do this, bro, like, get up and get going, like, yeah, so that's just my personal thing, and mm, yeah. Mm. So what are you studying? Uh, so I'm studying uh, innovation and entrepreneurship, so it's yeah. a business uh, degree, yeah. yeah. And that's at? Uh, Auckland University. Yeah, great, Yeah, great, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, because I like creating things, so I was like, mm. you know, I might as well uh, study that and try to look into that, and mm. yeah. You mentioned about your two brothers, are they from your dad's influence? Did that have much of an imprint on them too? Or uh, did they kind of deviate off into their own? No, they're actually, s they're still in it at, at the moment. Yeah, so they're still sort of uh, with that. And uh, yeah, and it's... In uh, that, in that um, lineage that your father is the Yeah, that, that sort of religious organisation. Yep. And, uh, you know, I sort of just, at one point I was just like, you know, I'm sorry, but I just, I gotta find my own way. I just gotta discover what's what's right with my soul, you know? And uh, I think there's a lot of magic to that, actually. When you start doing what you wanna do, it's it's a real good feeling, actually, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's empowering, isn't it? Yeah, it's empowering, bro, because it's yeah. like, there's probably something there within your intuition that is trying to guide you, and if you, not if you're not sort of following that, then you know, then you're forever gonna be, uh, forever gonna be in this sort of like thing, you know. So mm. you break out of that box. Almost, I um, study about the inner child's and the um, pathways of development. Yeah. And a big part of that yeah. empowerment piece is that 
in what you just said is that when you break off, you almost need to break off from the father and the mother yeah. or, the, um, yeah. or the parents. Yeah. Hey, let's just say the parents. Yeah. And that requires you to know that there's a certain indifference, but there's also a p part of you that needs to confront and recognize and try to figure out the playground for yourself with your own yeah, hands, bro. with your own yeah, eyes, yeah. as opposed to being told yep. by your peers or by your parents as to yeah. where you can't go, what can't be seen, what can't yeah. be touched. Yep. There's a sense that, well, you need to explore that, and that requires yeah. you to separate yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah, because, you know, ever since I was young, I've been, I felt that I've, I've always loved creating, bro, and I've been quite expressive, you know, and, um, yeah, it's hard to be like, you know, given a belief and then like trying to stick with that. And then like, you know, it's like I want to explore other things and I want to, I want to read, you know, I want to look at like Hinduism and stuff and like see and experience what these things really are as well and in my own way. And yeah, so sort of that. You know, yeah. for, for something that's been around for so many thousands of years, Hinduism, yeah. Catholicism. Yeah. You know, Rastafarianism, Taoism, yeah, and people that can put. Hey, I'm not judging, but I'm calling you, calling you to arms to come and confront the yeah. idea that you're just going to blankly say, "No, nah, I'm atheist." You're going to define yourself with this yeah. label, which, in a way, is kind of contradictory because you're still prescribing yourself yeah. to a sect. You're yeah, that's right. It's funny to that. Ideology. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's know, funny, you, eh? Like, yeah, it's still a ideology in itself, which is interesting, eh? Like, yeah. so, yeah, it's an interesting thing. But even like, you know, I, I believe in like past life, and you know, and um, you know, maybe there's even something to do with my past life, which is why I'm drawn to like these, like, you know, books from the east about from that originate from India and all these gurus and. You know, maybe there's some sort of imprint because you know I do believe that there's past lives and and you know I believe in karma and all these things and I'm sort of yeah I've actually learnt it for myself you know yeah mm. yeah you've explored the playground yeah bro like yeah like yeah I have interesting experiences man like with like karma and stuff and the reactions we give and then we get back you know anybody I'm sure like everybody has experienced this stuff like obviously. You know, you, yeah. you you give out like that vibe, and then you get it back, or like, you know. So it's a it's a real thing, and it's not. And we are all spiritual beings, and so we're all always experiencing these things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you think of plants. Like I said, you've got a plant in your room. Oh, that bro, yeah. What that does, what yeah. that does to a room when yeah. you're in a house or a home that's sterile, it's oh, not well, alive. Yeah. It's made from dead beings because yeah. it's made from trees, which are essentially yeah. alive organisms. Yeah. And then you have this live organism in yeah. a sterile environment. Yeah. And then you notice that there's something. It does yeah. something to the room. Yes, it does something it does. To, this, yeah. to the aura of the room. Yeah, bro. And it goes, goes to show, it goes to say the same for a human being is that yeah. now all these organisms, and when yeah. someone enters the room and say if they're low, yeah. if they're in a bad yeah. state of mind, or they're angry yeah. into that room and they're bringing that in you're like oh you feel that <laughs> yeah. you know you don't have to be yeah. too tapped in or too yeah. intuitive to notice without yeah. having to look at their face there's yeah. a sense and a feeling sometimes Absolutely, and then bro. on the flip side yeah. when someone enters a room and there's a grace to them there's a positivity yeah. there's a light you're like yeah. wow who are you yeah it's attractive bro it is attractive eh? like where you can just 
yeah, man, when you see someone's soul and their eyes and it's just like so lit up and it's just, it's beyond like, you know, the concepts that we give a human, bro. It's like, wow, it's like you're a soul, you know, sometimes. Mm. Yeah, you can feel that, eh? like sometimes when you look at someone. Yeah. So with, with this, um, with these teachings, these practices, how, what's, what's um, really distillations that you could extract and give to us, myself and the listener, through your journey, as you're going through your journey? Mm. Oh, probably... Yeah. <laughs> trying to think of that one, eh? Maybe. Yeah. Well, there's something that Ram Das he says something, uh, this really nice quote about how um, you can either something along the lines of it, you can either dance through life, oh, it's a, wait, it goes, when life is sort of like tough, you can make it a dance or you can be like sort of um, stuck, you know? And so like dancing through it with like grace, bro, that's, that's helped me a lot, eh? So that quote by Ram Das, and that's what I really love, you know, listening to his talks and whatnot, because it's like, you know, if we get stuck and we stop dancing and we stop, um, you know, it's hard. And mm. we just got to find whatever grace we can and keep dancing with that. And that's the way, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love that, bro. I love it. That's really the, the crux. That's the crux of it. Yeah move with grace and go with it or be stuck and rigid yeah and resentful yeah yeah that's right because mm. what happens like with a stagnant pond right it gets all yeah but mm. if it's like you start moving stuff around bro, it's like dies, yeah that's right bro. smells that's right and then we start moving it around give it a bit of grace give it a bit of love and it starts to shine a bit. Yeah. It starts to become what it's really meant to be, which is a pond. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It starts to look like a pond. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so whatever you're suffering, like, I reckon, yeah, just find whatever grace you can and just dance with that. Yeah. So for, for people that feel called or intrigued, to, uh, well, firstly, your music. Where can people find your music? Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud. So I actually, I actually changed my name to Lotus Eyes, which I think I like was, it. yeah, sort of influenced from like the Hindu whole like Eastern spirituality thing. And it was kind of random, actually. I just changed it. I was like, oh, you know, you can just click this button and change your name and <laughs> just save it. So I was like, I might as well do it. Uh, but yeah, Lotus Eyes. Yeah, so I'll add that link into the show notes. See this for sure. Yeah. And um, for people that are called to 
check out Hare Krishna, the loft, yeah. or to follow that down that path, or yeah. to start reading the Bhagavad Gita because I'm aware there's heaps of different revisions yeah. of the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Um, so what where would where could people find about the loft and information about the loft and Hare Krishna? Yeah. So um, uh, on Instagram they have the loft page, um, and Facebook. If you type in the loft, it should come up. The I think it's the loft Auckland. I think, yeah, the yes, the loft. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, those and also, yeah. So yeah, that's, a, that's yeah, a cool. Link. And um, revisions of Bhagavad Gita is that? Can you get that from the library? Um, Where where's? Yeah, so you can get it from, you can get it online or you can get it. Um, yeah, from I don't think you can get it from the library, but if you go to the loft, you can get it, and yeah, and all yeah. It, it seems like the kind of book that um, people are to own. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, some of the monks also uh, they distribute the books, so if you ever see them, you can get yeah, one as well and do that. I yeah. remember years ago before I started going really down my um, journey of deep spiritual work. Yeah. Uh, it was, I think, I believe it was a Hare Krishna monk. Yeah. He gave me a book on the, I think it was Queen Street as well. Yeah, bro, it was yeah. called Hiding an Unnatural Happiness. Oh, that's such a good book. Yeah, that's a good yeah, book. Yeah, David Reader's That's a real good book. Incredible. Yeah. And it took me years to realize because the name's almost so, it's like paradoxical. Yeah. Hiding an unnatural happiness. That's but true. Happiness is yeah. at the root of what we want, but then what is unnatural and then yeah. you're hiding in it. Yeah. So it's like yeah. that whole titles are shrouded in this depth of confronting yeah. and and yeah. working to understand where if your happiness is actually truly happiness. Yeah. Or if it's yeah, some bro. facade, like yeah. a mirage. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's true. Mm. It's it's funny how it works. Because it's like Yeah, because it's like we try to we externalize a lot of things and we try to find happiness, you know, once again through the senses, which is a natural, which is a natural part of life, you know, but then it's like, you know, we got to start trying to also search internally what, what's going to make us happy within and like trying to connect to something, whatever your sort of practices whatever gives you empowerment and love within because you know you know maybe going clubbing every night probably not going to give you that within eh? it's probably not going to give you that sus that soul sustenance that you need uh, or maybe it will I don't know mm. but um and that's for you, you know, and that's for the yeah find. that's for you to find but yeah. you know when I hear the words of you know, Jesus, actually, I feel quite empowered and it. it's beautiful, it's beautiful words and, you know, take away all the religion stuff, if you just look at Jesus as he was, like as a soul, as another person, dude was just a conductor of truth and love and so it's not really about religion, it's actually just about being that person who's trying to emit truth and love, yeah. Yeah. And making it, you know, making it easier for others and trying our best with whatever karma 
or things we have internally that we might be dealing with, you know, once again, do it with grace and try to make it a dance and whatever you got. Mm. But yeah, sometimes it's, you know, our concepts aren't enough actually, like religion and all these things. It's actually, if you just take away these things and you look at what is said in the Bible or the Bhagavad Gita or whatever you're reading, or you look at the examples, it's more actually about the examples and the way the individual is or the soul is and what they're emitting. So look at that, because we are sort of walking teachings in a way. Yeah. Mm. Wow, brother. You couldn't have finished it any better. I thank you, bro. I love you. Yeah, I love you too, brother. Um, thank you. So glad to call you a brother. And yeah, I can tell that we're going to have plenty more dialogues Thank like this. You. This is the first Absolutely. of many, and I'm really excited to open the listeners to this framework of understanding and seeing the world and navigating the world and knowing that it's not just the static yeah. existence, this yeah. static experience yeah. that was so much more, and there's so much more to be tapped into, yeah. you know, outside of all this plethora of social media and all these identity games we're playing and all these expectations oh, we're Straight trying up. to bring ourselves forth to that it's a good time to stop and sit with oneself and sit in the infinity yeah. to truly sit down and look in yeah. not to look out yeah. to be with oneself and know that you aren't ever alone, that no one's ever alone and this. That you actually matter too, eh? And what you do matters, it's like, yeah, it's so easy to just fall into the scene. It's just like, I'm just another human being. But it's not that, it's not that. You're way more than that. And you're, you're actually, you know, you're infinite within because you're connected to a source and you're connected to the other people around you. And you have, you know, there's, there's love and light there. And there's soul there that you can tap into. Yeah. Well, I love you people. Love you. And just take those words or not. It's completely your choice. Yeah. But if it resonates... Step in that direction. See where it takes you. I know Dylan and I were going down this path yeah. head Cause first. Because, bro, like, we're also on the journey, bro. We, who knows, you know? Mm. And the way, um, you know, Ram Das puts it is, is uh, it's just like trading maps or something. Mm. You know, we're just, we're just, we got these maps. We got these individual experiences. And we're just like, yo, look at my map. Or, yo, have a look at your map. Might not agree with it. I might agree with it. Or maybe I don't even know what I'm looking at. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we just like, we just got all these different maps, bro. We're just trying to figure out how to, how to, how to, you know, get there. But in the end, we just want to be, you know, we want that soul, con you know, we want to be happy inside. Mm. We want to be connected and, and feel love and feel accepted. Yeah, feel like we're part of something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It goes deep, bro. It goes even deeper, yeah. It does. <laughs> and that's why, 
yeah, we'll come back. We'll revisit this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm already looking forward to it because we'll be another step closer to that, yeah. to that truth, to that light. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for hosting me. Oh, thank, thank you for you. allowing me into your home. Um, this has been a pleasure and yeah, I'm super grateful that you could take the time yeah. and open up your story. Yeah. And yeah, I really appreciate you for that and yeah. One love, my brother. Much love, man. How was that family? How did we go? What do you think of Dylan? What do you think of our conversation? What do you think um, of the exploration we had and the conversations we had regarding the religion, regarding the Bhagavad Gita, regarding meditation? Yeah, I was, as I said in the intro, I was super happy with this conversation because it was really fluid and we kind of just went with our own flow and we didn't try to force anything and we got to kind of just dance with our words and explore our own journey and Dylan's journey. So I thank you Dylan for your time and your energy and your input in this conversation and for your wisdom and for anyone listening that wants to reach out and learn more about Dylan or learn more about Hare Krishna, learn more about the Bhagavad Gita, feel free to reach out to him. I'll have his uh, Instagram links in the show notes and I'll share some links to the Bhagavad Gita and I'll share some links to Hare Krishna and if you're that way inclined and you and you feel called or even if you feel called to get more involved in meditation if you just want to start there I'll have all that information in the show notes so yeah thank you all for tuning in yet again for another episode on the living in service podcast with myself I've lovingly brought this episode once again and I'm thankful that I can bring you another conversation and I look forward to bringing you many, many more. So stay living in service, stay moving, stay gracefully on the journey and remember to just stop for a moment and just just breathe, you know, try not to think about why, who, what, when, where, Just, just breathe sometimes that can be what gets you through it and I think Dylan um, touched on this in the conversation so thanks again Dylan and much love to you all